listening to The Rick Z Show. I'm your host, Rick Z, and on today's episode, we, well, this is probably the second time we've ever done this, but we're having a remote phone conversation from Truth or Consequences, New Mexico. But we are talking to a Hudson Valley musician, and a great one, in fact, a drummer, plays many other instruments, I think does some producing as well. I'm talking about T. Hickis. T, welcome to The Rick Z Show. Are you there? Thank you. Oh, it's great to have you on the show, T. It's great to hear your voice. How are things down in the enchantment state? Actually, pretty enchanted. It's like another world compared to the Hudson Valley, but almost the complete opposite. I've talked to a few people over the course of this podcast that have moved out of the Hudson Valley some of which have moved out of the Hudson Valley to find easier ways to, to be a musician and, and find work, as it is sometimes very difficult around here. But you have a different reason for moving. It, is it okay uh, if you share some of that with our listeners? What, why are you there, T? Why are you not here in the Hudson Valley? The main reason is because I, I grew up there and just have always lived there, and I have to go somewhere else eventually. Or I guess I didn't have to, but I guess I felt like it was time... But yeah, I think you're talking about the fact that I got Lyme disease and I escaped to the one state in the uh, in our great union that doesn't actually have Lyme disease ticks yet. <laughs> now, Lyme disease for our listeners around the country that have never heard of Lyme disease or don't really know what it is, it's uh, a very serious thing. And around here, it's very prevalent. Almost everybody I know has had it at least once. My brother just got over it himself. My, my dog was killed by it. It was devastating. That They say that 50% of all dogs in Dutchess County alone will have Lyme disease uh, at some point over the course of their life. I mean, it's more prevalent here in Dutchess County than in Lyme, Connecticut, where the disease originated. What was your story with Lyme? I thought that I was, uh, had the flu for a long time. Actually, the person, the person that I met because of you, John Cockley, became my best friends in the world um, actually was a person that took me to the hospital the first time when he just knew there was something up with me something wrong with me and and, and it, it was in my brain um, I also had anaplasmosis which is another tick-borne illness as you know they carry many different diseases yeah so I, I was uh, lucky enough to contract that as well I don't even know what that did to me or what who knows um, but anyway I had it in my brain and it like an epilepsy type symptoms. I wasn't having grand mal seizures, but I was having uh, small epilepsy, small seizures constantly. Basically, my my frontal lobe was like wide open, and they so they put me on many different medications. <laughs> yeah. And I, it took about a month, but they they said I was rid of it. Been pretty okay since, just dealing with the ramifications of of that and what I had to. It was. Uh, it was, it's, it's still a, a process, I guess. Now, how are you now? I, I feel pretty good. Actually, this morning I woke up with a little cough, but that's just because I'm doing, I'm living in a construction site at the moment. Just, uh, we bought a fixer-upper house. Generally, I feel great. That's great to hear, and we all owe John Coghill a debt of gratitude uh, for helping you out because yeah. you're still around. And, and, yeah, many other people, you know, my family and uh, other, other people, you know, we're all takes a village <laughs> and it was uh, yeah it was it was life-changing and so yeah it's a huge part of why I'm here now you lived in West Chokan when I when I lived over there this we're talking 20 yep. 20 plus years ago when you and I first met 
and John Coghill, of course, was a member of the Rick Z Band, my band at the time. And in fact, you were actually a member of that band, I, I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, for a very short period of time. The only one outside of the original four that was ever in the band. And I, I believe my memories of that time were that we had this Asian tour set up by this company called Pacific Rim, and they were going to send us to Hong Kong and Thailand and all this stuff. And then in 98, when the Asian stock market crashed, they folded in like 24 hours. And you know, it was kind of the, the last straw for the Rick Z band, and we ended up breaking up, and it, it, was, it, it was pretty bad. But you, you were the drummer at that time. Do you remember that? <laughs> no, you, believe me, you kept us together longer than we would have stayed together, so you're good. I had a great time playing with you. Oh, absolutely. I, I wish we had gotten to work together more, T, and even hang out more. And now you're in New Mexico. I, I hope you eventually come back, at least temporarily, to at least to visit. And if you do, I want to get together and hang out because... Oh, yeah, definitely. My family is there. I'll be back. And your son, Jack, he, he still lives here, right? I'm not surprised. You come from a musical family. Uh, your father is a musician, correct? Yeah, and my mother, and that's how they met at music school in Boston. My mom was transferring from Eastman uh, to Boston University. Why do you call yourself T instead of Thomas? Well, my parents actually called me T from from the minute, from the beginning, as far as I can remember anyway. It's a long story, but my, my grandfather was named Thomas, and he was born in... South Africa, and he hated being called Tom or Tommy because there were British soldiers there that called Tommies, and he, he, his name was, he liked to be called Bud. <laughs> so my parents, my mom wanted to name me after my, her father, but uh, they wanted to give me a different name so it wouldn't be called Tom or Tommy, so they called me T, which happened to be the name of their, they had another friend that was named Tom, <laughs> and he went by T. Well, I'm already confused. This, this yeah, is... super confused. I'm sort of named after two people at once. Well, it's a cool name uh, for a cool guy. And before we go any further, I'd love to play something so our listeners can hear some of your great drumming. Uh, is there something we can hear? What do you got? Well, what do, what do we got? Chillicati Wind. Chillicati Wind. Chillicati Wind. <laughs>
Great, T. Let's talk about some other bands that you've been with. I, these are just based on memories uh, of you playing with everybody that, that I knew about over the years. You had a little stint with Savoy Brown. Remember that? Yes, I do. I well, did a couple of years with them, and Kim Simmons and uh, Nathaniel Peterson was playing in the band at the time, singing and playing bass. It was a trio when I did it. That was like at the turn of the century. I think one of my last gigs with them was in... Singapore. Really? In Singapore? I think I remember that. I think I saw some video of you guys playing over there or something like that. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing what's cropped up. My wife Doug, found uh, like a live record that I was on that I had no idea that there was even a, a recording of me. I'm not even listed on their website as being in the band. I had to remind them that, hey, I was in your band. You know. <laughs> you played with so many people, T. Another guy that springs to mind is Colin Hay. For those who don't know that name or recognize it, uh, he had a little band back in the 80s, some people may remember, called Men at Work. What was that like working with Colin? Oh my God. He's like the funniest guy. He seems like he would be. Oh man, yeah, he's hilarious. And he's just uh, like one of the, I think he's one of the greatest songwriters. I mean, definitely that I've gotten, I mean, except for yourself. Oh, well, hey, thank um, you. Do you guys keep in touch still, or do you guys work together at all now? No, I wish I did. I should. Maybe I'll bug him now that I'm on the west side more. I heard an, a rumor, I don't know if there's any validity to this or not, maybe you can shed some light on it. I heard that you auditioned for Jewel as her drummer way back when, when fe she first started out. Is that true? Another musical family, Rick, Jerry, I mean, there's tons of musicians yeah. in that family. Yeah, yep. She seemed to like playing with me, but I didn't get the gig for whatever reason. I imagine there was some pretty stiff competition at that audition. Probably, probably. Now, you've done some producing as well, T, isn't that right? I, I've heard some stuff you've produced that I don't think you even play on. Possibly, yes. Yeah, I've done, I've done a little bit. I remember this band, Banana Fish, that you produced. Yeah. Really? Yeah, they're still doing it. You know, they have like families and stuff now, but um, so they don't play as much. But yeah, they're still John Adams, uh, Alex Clifton. These are guys that I grew up with um, in Garrison. They have a great 
farmer named Katomi. I didn't know you grew up in Garrison. That's in Putnam County. I like Garrison. That's a nice little town. Expensive to, uh, in terms of the taxes nowadays. I didn't actually live in Garrison, but I was lucky enough to live in the Garrison School District. I was living in Putnam. My parents still live there in Putnam Valley, but I went to Garrison School. You have such an extensive body of work here. I mean, I remember this project you did. I got a CD sitting right here. The project was We Must Be. Tell me a little bit about that. I know that it was a tremendous uh, girl singer, and you guys uh, you know, worked work together on that project. Were you the, the producer of that project? I mean, what, what exactly was that project we were, all about? Well, we were sort of producing each other on that one. She was a great engineer and singer, obviously, so it was a cool um, fit in terms of the spirit. We could do everything ourselves. All we needed was a couple of microphones. Yeah, I really liked it. I really liked that project. It was very soulful. She was a real soulful soulful singer. You know, you, you've always been what I would consider like a pocket drummer. And what I mean by that is you just play in the pocket. And I think you get that style from the, the R&B music that you love, uh, the impressions, the meters, and the James Brown and stuff like that. Uh, w- would you say that you've got strong R&B roots in your drumming? I mean, you aspire to that, I would assume. You love that music, yeah. don't you? Yeah, yeah. I love all music. Hey, before we go any further, let's play some more music.
know, T, back to speaking about your dad for a second. Uh, and again, a, a lot of this is hearsay, things that little bits of things here and there that I've heard or I think I remember. It's been a while, but didn't your dad work with Sinatra? Yes. Yes, uh, he did. As a sax player? He, my dad worked for like 20 years with Liza Minnelli. So Liza's people are the same kind of people that help out Frank Sinatra's people. They're, in other words, they're all, at, you know, back then anyway they had the same like management so they wound up my dad did the ultimate event which was um like almost like a rat pack reunion yeah no i remember that your dad was part of that huh yes yeah he actually took some amazing pictures from the pit like of sammy davis jr frank and liza liza was kind of subbing for dean martin who didn't do it who wouldn't maybe maybe he wasn't alive or he couldn't do it something like that Anyway, then after that, he wound up playing two weeks of a road with Frank, behind, backing him up on tenor, like taking solos after him. Wow, that's <laughs> yeah, unbelievable. And and I don't. How old were you at the time? And did you get to attend any of these shows? I did not, but I did see Liza perform, and I actually had Thanksgiving dinner with Liza one time. Wow. That's what it would have too close to Frank. Because <laughs> he's like looking at you. When you're in the third row, he's looking at you and singing to you. And it's like, okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it's scary. Yeah, I saw Sinatra back in the 90s sometime, you know, toward, toward the end of his life. And he had a Jack Daniels in one hand and a microphone in the other. And he did two and a half hours just standing on his head. It was, I couldn't believe it for his age. And then unfortunately, he kind of started to get a little feeble after that. But I, I'm so happy I got a chance to see him. But not at Radio City from the third row, that's for sure. Yeah, that was that lucky. I never saw so many Italians in one place in my life. Yeah, there was a lot of dyed hair in front of us. <laughs> It's like a filter that you see through Doc. You see yeah. Sinatra through. I mean, it's Frank's world. We just live in it. Damn straight. I guess I'm jumping around a little bit because there's just so much yeah. to talk about. No, but no. you worked with uh, Jimmy Epper for how long? And was it tough uh, when when you left? I assume he had to find another drummer, or maybe you guys work remotely. I don't know. How, how does that work? I don't know because I just left, and he's gonna have to find another drummer. Uh, but he's got, you know, he works with great drummers. Sure. I know Eric Parker. Yeah, so he'll probably do it. You know, but to be honest, it wasn't really a... We didn't have a lot of gigs. It was more of a, a rehearsal band to, to record Jimmy's tunes and document um, this great songwriter, Spider Barbour. I had a band called Chrysalis, and he's also on the first two Frank Zappa records. Now, it would be funny if Chrysalis was actually on Chrysalis. The record now, company. That joke went over like a lead balloon. <laughs> but, so anyway, Jimmy happens to, he might be the only person that knows all these songs still. How many instruments do you play, T? I know you play more than drums. Uh, I know you play little keyboards and bass and I think trumpet too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, basically that's it. Sometimes I play them at the same, 
remember that. I remember that. And so that was like a thing that we, that kind of developed out of the We Must Be thing, because I started doing that with, with her. After we parted ways, I kind of developed a little bit more and got, and worked with those, this, another female singer and her, her dad, actually, Joe Sharon, um from New Jersey, another super talented singer, and, and that guy's a great musician. Joe Sharon, that um, sounds like he's from yeah. New Jersey for some reason. Yeah, yeah, they live in uh, Teaneck. Oh. So he actually got me to play bass and drums kind of at the same time, a little bit more. It was like his kind of idea, and he said, here, get this, put this foot pedal on that cajon and play the, and he's like, he's like now, now get some bass shit together. That's that sounds <laughs> that sounds incredibly hard. I mean, I'm sure it took some getting used to. But you're, I, you know, I never asked you this, T. I, I don't think I know the answer to this. But are, you're a schooled player, aren't you? I mean, didn't you go to school for music? A little bit, yeah. I'm, I, you know, I consider myself self-schooled. But mm. yeah, I did go to Berkeley for a couple of years. I studied with a lot of different people, and I consider myself a student. Do you have any mentors yeah. that that kind of taught you, or that that you kind of? patterned your ethic after? I mean, you did tell me one time that 20 years ago when you and Jerry Murata were hanging out all the time, and, and uh, I know you guys are friends, you said you, you didn't really even know a lot of his music. You, you, the friendship wasn't even based on music. Yeah, I mean, I learned since a lot. You know, it's funny, like, like when you asked me about playing with Jimmy Eppert, like when I first started playing with Jimmy, I couldn't even play a shuffle, and it was pretty evident on the gig when I got to the gig that I couldn't. So I had to really, I really just had to learn stuff just to survive and because I had a, started having a family. When I was young, I just had to learn and um, it's fun, you know, it's exciting, so. Yeah, I remember those those days. Uh, I remember in the late 90s, you know, your son Jack was real small. He was maybe four or five years old and you uh, you were a drummer. Your your wife Sarah at the time I think was a weaver. And yep. Jer- Jerry, of course, a very well known drummer, and his wife Valerie also a weaver. So there was some kind of drummer weaver connection <laughs> going on over there. That's right. Yeah, I don't even. I wish I knew what was going on, but that's <laughs> true. Yeah, I mean, they lived like a mile down the road. It was all coincidence. It really was, anyway. I, and that kind of stuff seems to happen all the time over there. I mean, you're close yeah, to Woodstock. There's a lot of musicians, and there's a lot of connections, and really interesting. Anyway, unfortunately, this is a 30-minute show, and, yeah. uh, you know, it doesn't last forever, so I guess we're going to have to say goodbye, but I don't mind telling you, T, I miss you, and I, and I wish that uh, we had, in the last 20 years, been able to spend a little bit more time together, and, and if you do come back into the area... Please call me. I'd love to, you know, get lunch with you or do something. Yeah, we'll hit the Chinese place. Absolutely. Thanks so much right. for being on the show today. I appreciate you it's taking the time out, and and I'm glad you're doing better, and keep it up. Well, I wish you the best down there. Uh, good luck, and I and I guess in in this new life, a drastically different uh, environment to live in. I think you made the right decision, and at least you got away from these terrible ticks. Yes. My pleasure, T. I'm glad you're doing well. It's great to hear your voice. Always love talking to you. Likewise, my friend. You're listening to The Rick Z Show. I'm your host, Rick Z. Produced and engineered every week by Rusty Johnson. Click subscribe. We need subscribers, so please click subscribe. And hey, come back next week, and I promise I'll have another great, talented Hudson Valley musician to interview, and we'll see you then. (laughs) 